the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 50. What a nice round number. We're glad you've been with us through the first 50, and here's hoping for another 50 and beyond. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We have a special bowl week preview of Gopher football, as Gopher senior safety Tyler Newman will be a return guest for this 50th episode. Tyler recently announced he would utilize one more year of eligibility and return for the Gophers next season. He was among the leaders in interceptions in the Big Ten this year and was an all-conference performer. You'll love hearing once again from the youngster from St. Charles, Illinois. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, you can start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. You can get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also glad to be partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union here on the Go Gopher podcast. Affinity Plus has been a longtime Golden Gopher supporter. Affinity Plus is more than just a financial institution. They support so many good causes, including Gopher Athletics. Also, they're a big-time supporter of Special Olympics Minnesota. Find out more at affinityplus.org slash gophers. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. You can go back and listen to other podcasts as well. Last week, for example, we talked with Golden Gopher tight end Brevin Spanford of St. Cloud, and we had a most enjoyable conversation. This week, it's episode number 50, and we have a Pinstripe Bowl preview edition. Golden Gopher safety Tyler Newbin will be along next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utech, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. Hey, Gopher fans, this is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm Show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm Show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900 or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers. Welcome to episode number 50, the Go Gopher podcast. Always fun to be round numbers, and it's 50 episodes now, and we have a special guest, Gopher Senior Safety, Tyler Newbin. How about episode number 50 here? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Congratulations, Doc. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you. You're a return visitor. Yes, Trip sir. number two here for yes, the uh, yeah. podcast. Thank you again. It's always uh, fun to get insight from uh, kind of behind the curtain with the program and how things are going, get to know you guys more as people too, which is fun, right? Because um, we see number 27 out there making tackles and intercepting passes and then mm-hmm. to find out more uh, about you is is always good. So yes, we appreciate it. Um, you obviously made news here in the last 
month or so when you announced that you would be coming back. You had options, obviously. You could have entered the uh, NFL draft, but you said, nope, I want, you had one year left, yep. uh, the COVID year, because you didn't redshirt. No, yeah, I'm a true senior. So you're going to take the fifth year. Take us through that decision. Mm-hmm. And I know Gopher fans were uh, waving the maroon and gold pom-poms yeah. when they when they <laughs> saw that. What uh, what went into it? Because I know it wasn't you know a snap decision, certainly. Right, yeah, it, it was definitely a long process, man. Uh, you know, talking to my family, you know, talking to my coaches and, you know, really, you know, taking the time to sit down, you know, with myself uh, and take the time to figure out what I really wanted. And, you know, I, I really determined that, you know, I, I got unfinished business here. You know, I, I still got my degree up in the air. You know, I, I, could, I still have a chance to get that. Uh, and, you know, I just I just wasn't ready to leave yet, man. You know, this is a great university, man. I, I love playing for the Gophers, man. And, uh, you know, I I would be kicking myself if I didn't give it one more run. One more shot here. And there's there's a lot, to I'm sure, that went into it. Um, how Were you able to talk to somebody, too, just in general terms of mm-hmm. here's kind of what the prospects are from a pro perspective if you go now? Or mm-hmm. what if you come back and all of a sudden you have uh, an even better season as mm-hmm. a senior? How did that all go into it? Uh yeah, you know that it, it goes into it a little bit. You know, we have a really good uh, NFL liaison, uh, Marcus Hendrickson, that that gives us you know really great information on, um, you know, where you are in the in the eyes of the NFL and you know the coaches and you know the scouts and stuff, uh, you know of that nature. But uh, for me, it was really more of you know getting a chance to finish my education, man, and and, and coming back and playing for my brothers, especially with my little brother having another year with him. So, uh, you know, that that was definitely the most important thing for me. Yeah, I've got that on my list to ask. How much uh, did your brother being on the team yeah, factor into it? A lot, a lot, man. Because you know, growing up with him, man, you know we've only gotten a couple of chances to be on the same team together. So uh, I thought, you know, it, I just I couldn't pass up the opportunity to, you know, get one more year with him, man. Yeah, and, and in essence, you guys have been roommates, right, your whole life. Yep. You grew up in the same house. <laughs> but um, one more year of living with your brother uh, because eventually real life hits, right? Yeah, so I, I, I can see that. I can see the pull of that. And you talked about how maybe his arrival on campus coincided with you taking your leadership game to mm-hmm. another level. Remind me a little about how that role uh, or how that helped your role there. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I being a big brother, you know, it, it, that's always the mentality you're going to get into when your little brother steps on campus, man. You just want to be that leader for him and, you know, be able to be that guy that, you know, I wish I had when I stepped on the campus. So just being that for him really just, you know, made it more comfortable for me to, you know, be that every single day around my teammates and, you know, bring that to the team. So. Uh, yeah, he was he was definitely a really big factor in that for sure. Jordan, of course, your brother is. Uh, he came in as a defensive back. We talked about this last mm-hmm. time too. And then uh, when all the running backs got hurt last yeah, Coach, year, Coach Burns took him away. Man. He stole him from yeah. the defense. So yeah. then you get to go up against him because uh, he played a lot of the scout team as well. And yeah. um, I know I think he's been kind of fighting a nagging injury too, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's um, it, it was fun. You said you didn't back down. Uh, when never. when he got the ball, never, yeah. never ever. Come on now, you got you got welcome in college football, man. That's on what it's about. How about your teammates too, in terms of the decision just to continue with? Uh, of course, your brother is your teammate, but there's I'm sure some of the best friends you've made in your life are here on campus as well. Did that uh, play a factor too to come back with those guys? Yeah, hundred percent, man. You know, you know, guys like Trill coming back. Uh, that I'm gonna play with next year. He was my first roommate when I got on the campus, so you know that's my guy. You know everybody you know it's it's the whole team but you know especially guys like that you know obviously I'm gonna miss my my boy Jordan <laughs> I'm gonna miss Jay Howe out there next year but you know 
it was it was just too much to say no to. Yeah, and how good can this team be next year? I know there's a bowl game yet to play, and mm-hmm. you'd love to stamp it with a win. And nine wins is important, I think, right. to get back to back nine win years mm-hmm. and and all of that. That said, we can take a little peek here for the purposes of our discussion mm-hmm. as as to what it looks like next year. A new recruiting class was just signed this week as we right. talk, and um, you know transfer portal, and then returning guys that are your teammates. So what mm-hmm. do you think about next fall? I think it can be dangerous, man. I think, you know, we got a lot of key positions, you know, coming back, a lot of uh, leadership coming back. And I think we got a lot of young guys that are going to come in and step up that, you know, you guys have maybe never heard of, you know, names that, you know, haven't been on the field, but, you know, have been silently working in the background. Um, I think they're going to have a really good opportunity to come in and, and do their thing next year. Name some names. Tell me who Gopher fans names are going to know uh, next year as yeah. uh, some impact guys that, that maybe are on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, Jordan Howen's been here and has a starting job, is, right. has won that job that now someone's got to fill those shoes and other spots around. Mm-hmm. I you mean, uh, tea time is going to, somebody's right. going to fill that spot. So mm-hmm. who are some guys that you or see particularly in the secondary? Uh, particularly in the secondary, we, we got a lot of really, really great young talent. You know, Rylan Kelly, uh, he's a guy that can that can really space it out and, and, and cover deep. Uh, Tariq Watson, he's going to be really good. Uh, obviously, we got Beanie and, and Ryan Stapp still, but uh, on the D-line, like there, there's a lot of young talent on the D-line. Anthony Smith, uh, Jacob Schuster, those guys are going to be dogs. We got a lot of really good young linebackers. Obviously, Cody's coming back next year. Uh, Devin Williams, Don Willis. You know, we, we just got a lot of guys that, you know, have been working in the background, you know, behind some guys that, you know, they're going to be some dogs next year. We saw some guys, too, get a chance because you had the hand injury, Darius Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that kid looks like he can be a player, yeah, right? Darius is, Darius is going to be a dog, man. He's not afraid of anything. Yeah. He's not afraid of nothing. He'll go stick his nose in there with anybody. And, you know, he's one of the best cover guys that we got on the team, even though he's a young guy. So, yeah. yeah. And Coleman Bryson, right? Yep. Uh, what, what's he? Uh, I mean, I think the coaches seem to like him mm-hmm. as, a, as a potential safety as well yeah he's he's really explosive man if if you watch him practice if you watch him run he's super explosive he's real smart uh, really picks up on the defense really well, you know, making checks out there, making plays, you know. You've seen it from from the first, you know, month that he was on campus and player practice, he was making interceptions that I didn't make till my junior year. So, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a really exciting player, man. Just as long as he keeps keeps developing, keeps working, man, he's he's a really smart kid, man. Yeah, and those are that's kind of the fun of uh being a fan. It was the fun of watching you develop into uh the guy you've become now and, right. and uh, we talked about that on the last podcast as well. So now it's the pinstripe Bowl next week. Um, I had your friend Brevin span Ford last week, and he said it was. Yeah. Um, he, he's looking forward to it. He'd never been to New York. Everyone's got their own unique reason to want to go to New York. He's like home alone too, man. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> so, what about uh, your thoughts on going out to the Big Apple? Man, I'm, I'm excited, just like he is, bro. That's that's a place that you know I've, I've never stayed at before. So, you know, I'm excited to see all the sights, man. Being being the concrete jungle, you know, you know, all my favorite rappers, honestly, are, are from New York. Jay Z, Biggie, you know, like all those guys. You know, I, I love it. So it's, it's going to be a great experience. So you've never been out there either. I've, I've been out there one time, but it was only for a day. It was like before I went on a cruise. So like I was, yeah. I went to like Times Square for like ten minutes, and then we had to go. So yeah, that's. <laughs> so this will be your first uh, extended. Yeah. Time. Now you guys fly out Sunday as we talk. We're recording Friday, uh, Christmas Eve Eve, I guess. Right. As, as we talk, it's Christmas Eve tomorrow, Christmas Day Sunday, mm-hmm. and you guys head out on Christmas Day. It's my understanding that uh, the team will go to. Uh, uh, the Rockettes' performance on Christmas night. Think about that yeah. experience at Radio City Music Hall. Uh-huh. You're looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, man. That's going to be awesome. We we actually uh, 
we talked about in the team meeting. Coach Fleck, he, he played a little bit of it, uh, gave us a little taste. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Think, I mean, <laughs> you think about uh, that that performance and that they're world famous and people come from all over the world to watch them and you get to watch them on yeah. Christmas night. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. That's going to be awesome. The game, and, and I know you got other stuff. We'll talk about the game in a minute, but it sounds like uh, you might be able to catch a, a hockey game, the Rangers mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, so you get to see awesome. the world's most famous arena. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And that, that's a place I've never been to either. But, you know, I'm a huge NBA fan, you know. I always, you know, love watching Knicks versus Bulls games. You know, I remember, you know, D. Rose hitting that step back over Carmelo yeah. in 2012. Man, that's like one of my favorite plays ever. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's going to be awesome, man. I, I can't wait. See, and I'm a little older than you. I remember the Bulls and Knicks when Michael Jordan put it on Pat Ewing and John yeah, Starks. Yeah, that's a little bit different. That's, 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 that's different. old school, old school. Oh, yeah. But that was, um, <laughs> boy, those those rival that rivalry, the Knicks and Bulls, goes back a ways. So oh, yeah. it won't be hoops. You'll get hockey. Um, yeah. Are you a hockey guy at all? I know Minnesota fans are going to hate to hear I'm not. But yeah. – Hockey games are exciting. I've yeah. been to a couple at the U, and they are exciting. Yeah. But like sitting and watching it on TV, I don't know. Like you're, you're, you'll pass on that. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. I got you. Now, I've gotten to. Uh, I, I was in your boat uh, a little bit too, in the sense of hockey. I've gotten into it now, having lived here for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've gotten to know some of the guys on the hockey team over the years. So sure. when you start knowing people, mm-hmm. um, and, and I mean not knowing like as friends, just interviewing them, and you, you like them, and you they're good personality, right. and they've had success. So when you start start uh, having at that, uh, you, you can start pulling for them. And I, I do. I spend a lot of Friday nights on those openers uh, watching the Gophers play hockey. You know, awesome. It's kind of fun. All right. So the other thing is uh, the Ground Zero Museum, uh, 9-11. Um, you, were you born? Uh, you probably were not born when that happened, right? Uh, yeah, I actually was. I was born June 14th, 2001. Okay. So just right before. So um but certainly not old enough to remember it happening live. Uh, that that has to be uh, something you're looking forward to seeing too, because it, uh, you know, one of the monumental times in history where where yeah. you know at that time it galvanized the country. There's so mm-hmm. much you know now dividing the country. But I you know I think back. I think my son's about your age because I mm-hmm. remember exactly where I was. He had just he was he was not he was just over a year old. And he had he had cut his head. He had staples in his head. I'm driving to get. Uh, to have those staples taken out mm. th- that morning, really? and I got the radio on and news flash, news bulletin, wow. um, and so it it, it uh, galvanized the country. We could, uh, we certainly don't want anything like that to happen again. But um, there was something about you know the country coming together. I think you'll enjoy, yeah. um, and and it, it, it's a good. I think it's a good thing to see. You know, yeah. you think about that. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Paying my respects and you know going to going to see that place, man. You know, it's a monumental. Uh, part of our history, so you know, I'm just glad we, we're getting the opportunity to go and see it. And then other stuff like like the the week of of Christmas or coming right out of Christmas in New York, mm-hmm. um, just walking the streets, I think is going to be fun, right? Yeah, yeah, for real, man. You know, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, it's, it, the energy building. You know, the ball's going to drop in a couple of days. My parents are actually going to stay out in New York. Uh, for for the ball drop, they they gonna stay. Are in, they really? Yeah, yeah they are gonna stay and see it in Times Square. So, Man. yeah, I hope. I mean, that the the um, I, so one downside of of like fans and stuff. It's so expensive that week to go out there, and yeah. I'm sure you know your parents are probably feeling the pinch trying to find mm-hmm. hotels. Yeah, I was talking to a friend who wanted to go to the game, and cheapest hotel he could find was even during the week was like five or six hundred bucks a night out in New yeah. York. So that's the one downside about the pinstripe bowl. But um, and well again. 
again, as I mentioned, we'll talk about the game itself. But uh, Brevin mentioned that uh, you guys had kind of been following the Derek Jeter uh, documentary mm. this season. So yeah. it, it's a little ironic that you end up playing on the field that yeah. he kind of made famous. Obviously, he was in the first Yankee Stadium as well in the 90s, and then this one comes a little later. Um, but uh, what what did you take from the Jeter documentary, and, and do you think there is going to be something cool about being on that field then? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. And, you know, one of the, one of the main things I, I took from the Jeter documentary is, you know, the process and, you know, what it takes to, to be great. Because, you know, everybody knows Derek Jeter. Everybody remembers, you know, all the things he did on the field. But, you know, nobody remembers, you know, his, his first year in the league when, when he led the entire MLB in errors. Yeah. You know, he you didn't see, you know, the, the working point, the tipping point he had to get to, all the failures that he had to go through to be able to be Derek Jeter. So I think, you know, just knowing that whole story, because I didn't know that story. You know, I was just like every other fan. I'm like, oh, yeah, Derek Jeter, you know, he's yeah. always been awesome. But, you know, even him, even, the, you know, the greatest guys have – you know, their pitfalls, they have their failures, and they just keep, you know, rolling through it, keep keep going, keep getting better, changing their best. And, you know, that's what we talk about all the time in our program. So uh, just be able to see that was was awesome. And it's, it's going to be cool to see, you know, the stadium where he did it in. Yeah, right, to be on that field. You come out of that dugout. You'll be, I think, you know, using the Yankees clubhouse as yep. your locker room. I, I It's funny you mention that because that's exactly what I thought of. When I, I have not seen the whole documentary, but I've seen pieces of it. And the, the part where he's the number one pick in the draft, mm-hmm. he goes to the minor leagues and struggles. He had like 50 errors one yeah. year in the minors. He was hitting like 205. Right. And I didn't I didn't remember that. I you don't fo- I don't follow, you know, I love baseball. I really do, but mm-hmm. I don't follow the minor leagues enough to really pay that much attention to right. it. But you're right. There was a breaking point where he just about broke. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost we almost didn't know the captain, yeah, right? Exactly. And then he just fought and fought, and something clicked, and you keep working, and as you yeah. say, you keep rowing, and the next thing you know, there he is. So it's funny that that's what you caught, because that was to me the biggest thing was was overcoming that early. Yeah. You know, as everyone thought he was going to be great, and then you know the crowd starts turning on him, and right. and the Yankee fans are not always the nicest yeah. fans, and it's a process, uh, man. But then he becomes you know one of the greatest Yankees ever for sure. Yeah. Um, game prep now. It's the Syracuse Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us about how bowl preparation is going for your team? Man, it's it's been awesome, man. You know, I, I think you know we we do it better than anybody else out there, man. You know, we we stay super focused, uh, do it throughout bowl prep, man. It's, it's just been great to you know see some of you know young guys you know come and step up and, and make plays. But uh, as far as Syracuse, man, they're they're really multiple in their in their formations. A lot of our formations, a lot of you know different plays that we're not used to seeing uh, in the Big Ten. But uh, it's been really interesting to you know study their plays and learn their plays and learn how you know they're going to attack us as an offense. Um, so it's been it's been really awesome. Yeah, and I'm uh, not going to give away any you know grand secrets or anything, yeah. but I did today have a chance to you know take a sneak peek at your guys's walkthrough. You had a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. I know I think you'll have a practice tomorrow. Again, we're Friday recording right now, so when people. People listen just so they have some reference of practice tomorrow. You fly out Sunday, mm-hmm. but um, I have and and uh, Coach Fleck and the staff's nice about letting me come and watch. And you know, so there's sometimes I see stuff that I, I can't say or yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, but it's good for me just as a background to get ready for a broadcast. And I haven't been to a lot of the walkthroughs before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've been to one. The attention to detail, man. I mean, without getting real specific, I couldn't believe it watching mm-hmm. that today. I was blown away by both Kirk Sharaka and Joe Rossi, who led separate walkthroughs with the offense mm-hmm. and defense. I mean, there's not a stone unturned, is there? No, it never is. And, and honestly, uh, it might it might look like that to the outside eye, but you know that's what we're used to, man. You know, we're a detailed program, uh, especially on the defensive side, man. You know that that's the reason why you know we have so much success, uh, just because we we never leave stones unturned. You know, there's always possibility for anything. You know, you never know what you're gonna get out there so you know being prepared for you know 
almost all situations is, is how we, you know, make adjustments on the sideline, how we're able to go into halftime and come and stop something that might have worked in the first half, you know, because we have stuff in the bank from, from being detailed all the way through the season. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's just picking up of where we left off. Honestly. There was one point today during your guys' walkthrough, too, and I don't think I'm giving away secrets here, and mm-hmm. where Joe Rossi, the defensive coordinator, actually said what you just said, where, uh, well, we just play it by principle, what we've been teaching since August. If they show us a different look than what we're ready for, mm-hmm. we just go back to what yep. you've been taught for months, and exactly. in your case, years, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we we always have, you know, uh, a whole bank and you know a memory bank of things that you know we've been talking about through walkthroughs, whether that's from uh, fall camp, whether that's spring ball. You know, we always have something to fall back on, even if you know it's something that we haven't seen since maybe the beginning of fall camp. You know, we can always go back to okay, yeah, we did this, and we can pull from that. So it's not. You know, whenever we make an adjustment, it's not something that we're doing for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, whenever we make an adjustment, we practice it before. Like, it might not have been this week, but, you know, it's practiced before. So, you know, it's easier to, you know, Executed on the field, yeah. And which was that? That was a Nebraska game, I think. That was that was basically it. The quarterbacks, yep. you weren't sure, and so I think Joe Rossi even said, or PJ at least said, Joe said, "I'm throwing this call sheet yeah, away. We're we going to rip whole it up." Playbook and out. Here we go. Right? <laughs> I mean, but that's the beauty of it. Yeah, of, of being prepared. So, um, and look, no, there are no guarantees, right? You still got to play it, uh, pre- whether you're prepared or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a game to play. It doesn't guarantee victory, but it guarantees you're prepared. Right. Um, given that there has been success in this program with both games. I mean, PJ has not lost a bowl game. Do you think part of that mm-hmm. is, one, the preparation, and two, in Joe Rossi's case especially, I think there's this kind of thinking that you're going to give him extra time to prepare yeah. for an offense. Is there some truth to that, do you think, why yeah. you guys have had success in postseason? Yeah. Uh, we always we always look to out-prepare the opponent in any week, uh, but when you give us extra time, then we're definitely going to out-prepare you. We're going to make sure we out-prepare you every single day, and like whatever whatever we're doing, whether that's unrequired work, whether that's how we're practicing, whether that's you know how we're watching film, we're going to out-prepare the opponent every single time. So uh, that's what we pride ourselves in, and that's why we work so hard because you know we're really out-preparing ourselves at the end of the day because you know you don't know what they're doing. They could be doing the same things we are but you know it's 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 about us and you know we're focusing on us and our process and you know obviously you know it's been working so you know we're not yeah. going to change it specific to Syracuse what kind of things do you expect to see from them again without giving away too much of the mm-hmm. game plan here on this podcast but um and they have some opt-outs and some injuries mm-hmm. and different things that, and the new coordinator that will be mm-hmm. calling play so there's a few uh, you know twists and turns in there for you guys prep but what do you see from them just generally as a as an offense that you guys got to be ready for yeah yeah, they, they got a really solid running, running game, man. Uh, their running back, obviously, uh, who, who opted out, you know, he was one of the best in the country. But, you know, they got a lot of good guys, you know, that back him up there are going to step in and play. Uh, their quarterback is really athletic, man. He can run. He can sling it. Uh, they're going to stretch us vertical down the field in the past game. So, you know, nothing that, you know, we haven't seen before. But, you know, it's just, you know, different wrinkles just because, you know, it's, it's a different it's a different team. Yeah, and obviously. usually, too, right, with bowl teams, as you guys have extra time to prepare an offense there's no doubt I mean I'm sure the Gophers are working on a mm-hmm. wrinkle or two that maybe we haven't shown per mm-hmm. se that uh, you guys will have to go back to that those the, the principles yeah. if there's a wrinkle that uh, Syracuse comes out with at exactly. some point 
right next week. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, just like Coach Rossi said, just like you heard him say, you know, we're just going to go back to, you know, we call it training camp rules. So you know, that we're just going to go back to the, the things that we've always worked on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I also think one of the reasons that uh, PJ Fleck and his staff have had success in bowl games is that they have an ability to get you guys excited. Mm. Like, and I've I've always thought in bowl games, especially uh, that aren't playoff games, the team that wants to be there mm. is going to have a better chance to win. True. Um, I think back to that 2018 game in Detroit mm. uh, when you guys were playing Georgia Tech, mm. and it was clear to me, at least early on, Georgia Tech. Wanted want no part there. of no. <laughs> Detroit. They didn't want to be there. And you guys were like, hey, look, won the last two games of the year, won the axe, we're mm-hmm. on a roll, let's just keep it going. Mo right. has the big game. Daniel right. pound pancaking guys 25 yeah. yards downfield. And it was kind of a scene of set the table for what all that great success from right. 2019 and all the way up to this point. Um, so I guess the question is, you know, I could see where someone's, ah, man, it would have been nice to go to Tampa or Orlando or, you know, California or whatever where it's warm and New York's not warm. Warm. So, how genuinely excited? I mean, because I think to win, you got to be excited. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys excited about it? Of course, man. I mean, it doesn't matter what game we're in, what game we're playing, or who we're playing, man. Like, I think we just got a lot, a bunch of guys in this program who love football. So. Wherever you want to put the ball down, yeah. let's get it. Like we don't care. Like we're gonna go and we gonna we're gonna give it our all and we gonna we're gonna prepare like it's like it's a championship week, just like we always do. Every game's a one game championship season. So we just love football, man. And we are we just want the ball. Put the ball down. Let's go. So some of that I'm sure is you guys that you love it. Mm-hmm. Two is I think the coaching staff recruits guys who wanna play and yeah. love football. So mm-hmm. maybe that's all part of that mix, right? True. I yeah. mean I mean I would guess most guys want to play football, mm-hmm. but you guys want to play football. Yeah, yeah. Right? We love to play football. Some guys want to play football. We love to play football. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, let's go back a few weeks here. Well more than a few weeks now. I want to go back to uh, I guess first the Iowa game and not because not to bring up, you know, I mean that was a game you guys played really well in that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you're, you're you're at one point in that game late, you're 88 percent chance to win. I think I yeah. saw some, you know, uh, thing a statistician or whatever mm-hmm. how they do the the win percentage, and then just some funky things happen and they get you. Yeah. You in, you get end up getting injured in that game, so you miss the next week against Wisconsin. Um, so I, I've got a two part question about that game. One, how much fun was it? Mm. To watch your guys win the X. Yeah. Two, how hard was it to watch those guys win the X yeah. from the sideline? Uh, it was super fun, man. Honestly, you know, being being able to see, you know, some of the other guys go in there like Flip, uh, you know, go in there and do his thing. Darius go in there and do his thing, man, was was awesome, man. To just you know see them go out and and, and do the things that they've been doing all year, uh, but. It was hard. Obviously, you know, I, I wanted more than anything to to be a part of that game. But you know, once once that final whistle blew, it, it didn't matter. I didn't care if I played or not. I was celebrating. The joy like, was there. I right? celebrated like I just caught three picks in that game. I don't, I didn't care, man. It was awesome. So you know, the the experience at the end, you know, it, it, it's all the same, man. I, I just wanted to get the win. Yeah, and the uh, the the joy you you have in that win, and then you you know, as you mentioned, you have some teammates who who got to step up, mm-hmm. and then your other teammates who have been with you through the war. 
wars get to celebrate that. Some of those guys mm-hmm. playing, you know, the final time in True. in a in a regular season game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, did you get your hands on the axe? Oh, yeah. able to, oh come did on, you now. chop some goalposts. Now Brevin said he didn't last week. He said he just uh, he watched. Yeah, oh he did, yeah, he did uh, not chop. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't chop. No, I yeah. was I was definitely holding the axe. Though. I had I had the axe <laughs> on the whole bus ride home. He was he was strapped up, double strapped in the seatbelt next to me. Don't you, worry. You were not letting it get nah, away. No, nah, nah, I couldn't. The Paul Bunyan to get yeah. away. How, and and um, of course you're from uh, the Chicago area, mm-hmm. so you're in Big Ten country. Um, how much did you know about that rivalry uh, before you got here? Mm-hmm. And then it does kind of get ingrained in you, right? That you don't like anything red and yeah. you want to win that one bad. Yeah, honestly, I, I knew a little bit about the rivalry, but it definitely, definitely became way more important when I came here, man. Like honestly, I. I you know, you yeah. know. I don't. I ain't got to no, say it. Right? It yeah, is. It yeah. is. It just. It just becomes a, a piece of it, right? Yeah. It just. It, it's ingrained in it, and um, you know, there's uh, talk from both sides, which is good. That's what mm-hmm. makes the rivalry good. Proximity. I mean, we're literally as we sit here on campus recording this. We're you know, 15 minutes from. You know, if we drove 15 minutes east, we're in Wisconsin, right? right? So yeah. you've got that proximity as well, um, and then probably what you aren't. As much aware of is the fan base, you know, hungered for that thing because it was 14 straight years without it. And then yeah. you guys got an 18, and now you've gotten it in back-to-back years for the first time in a while. So the fan base, of course, relishes in the whole thing as well. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, the, the fan base is, what, is, is really what make it awesome, man. That's that's really what, what builds the rivalry, builds the excitement around it. So, you know, we love it. Both fan bases are, are, are crazy. Both love their teams. So that's, that's why it's, you know, the best – Rivalry in college football. Honestly. Yeah, and, and it's the most played now in terms of continuous years. It's like a hundred and I think it was a hundred and thirty second time mm-hmm. they've played uh, against each other, and then hundred nine straight. Right, and yeah. it's tied. Is yeah. that amazing? Uh-huh. Think about it's crazy. it. I mean, they first played this game. I, I always get a kick out of this, and people are going to get sick of me using this. But they first played that game in eighteen ninety. Eighteen ninety. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, how do they? I mean, I always joke. Did they take a stagecoach? I mean, how do they? You know, how no do they even know to set it up there? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there's telephones. They're playing on dirt. Like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. playing on dirt. Who knows how, uh, but that that's the beauty. You think about people in 1890 played that game, and here you are 130 years later mm-hmm. uh, playing in it as well. What is it like? Uh, obviously, it was great to win it at home last year, and the crowd rushed the field, and you played jump around. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, for you, is the second time winning it on the road. What's it like playing at Camp Randall in a rivalry game like that? Man, it's awesome, man. Camp Randall, it's it, it gets super loud, man. Jump around when it comes on after that third court, man. It's, it's a sight to see, man. And seeing all those people in red jumping around is crazy. So, you know, like I said, man, they, they're just like our fans. They're crazy. You know, they, they love their team. So uh, it's always a great experience to go in there and take it away from them. All right. So you've played opposite the field of Lamecki Brockington now. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know he had that kind of burst? Oh, I did. Yeah. I that did. was an amazing play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was To awesome, score man. that game when he touched on 45 yards. So he catches it. Ethan hits him on the fly. Yep. And off he goes. And Two guys had the angle, yeah, and he just him. was having none of it. Mm-mm. Yeah, so yeah. You, you've seen that because uh, I, I mean, I knew he was good, and I knew he had some wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually hear in my call how um, I, I don't know in my time here, seventeen years, I've ever gotten to that high of a pitch yeah. because <laughs> you start, you know, you start getting excited, you start getting excited, and I'm like, I'm, I don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. And he, because you know, I'm watching, I'm like, well, this isn't great. You got the first down, right. you're going to move, and then. Pff, Gone. And he's gone, yeah. and it's a touchdown, and yeah. it's like a lightning bolt, and then the defense holds. And um, how nervous were you? 
uh, having again to watch um, as uh, that was the freakiest end where penalties yeah. there and then penalties back and then interference and then yeah. false start, false start, false start. It was crazy. And nuts. Yeah. Were, you, were you nervous? Man, I almost ran out there. I, yeah. I could have. <laughs> man, it was crazy, man. I was like, man, like, can this game just end? Like, let's get this axe, man. Like, I didn't know what was going on, but you know, I'm, I'm just glad it all, it all worked out. It all man. worked out. Were you, uh, as that's unfolding, are you way more nervous as, a, as an observer than if if you would have been out there in the thick of it, definitely. 100%. Like you just because it's stuff's out of your control. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't control nothing. I can't, you know, I can't go out there and make a play from the sideline. But you know, I was, I was just keeping my fingers crossed, man. I was like, please, please, let, let, let's get this stop, man. And and you get the stop, and then what's the emotion at that point? Are you sprinting onto the field? Or are you just soaking it in? Oh, what? sprinted straight for T time and J How. That's, that's <laughs> your two guys. Yeah, 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 that's straight who I went to. I, I don't remember anything else after that. I just remember sprinting at T time J How. Jumping up with him, and then after that, it was just it just went black. I don't know. I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> oh man! So it was so cool. Such uh, you know, such a jubilation to win that thing again. And you're going to get another opportunity as well. Let me quickly mm-hmm. read uh, here our sponsor mention here before we wrap up our, our interview with uh, Tyler Newbin. Affinity Plus sponsors our player profile segment, and it's your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. If you're a current Gopher student or a proud Gopher alum, you're eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including right off campus in Minneapolis. You can learn more and find out other ways to connect. Here's the web address we want you to use, affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. And for his appearance here on the Go Gopher podcast, we have a $100 gift card for Tyler Newbin. Um, your gas money again, you say, huh? Definitely all gas, yeah, man. Gas all money. gas. It's a, it, it's getting a little cheaper to buy gas, so that's yeah. good. It'll, the cards will go a little farther. Yeah, it'll it'll fill me up this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've talked about the axe. We talked about Lamecki. How about Ethan Kaliak Manis? And uh, again, you were—he was the scout team guy last year, so you yep. saw him uh, a little bit. Oh, um, definitely. What kind? What can you say about him? As uh, the future now looks to be here with yeah. him. Yeah, he's he's a crazy talent, man. You know, he he works extremely hard, man. I still remember, you know. All those Wednesday practices doing seven on seven uh, against the scout team, him carving up our our entire first team secondary, and I was like, "Who is this kid? Like this this is crazy." But you know, he he worked he worked really hard, man, and he cares a lot. He's an ultra competitor, so that's really what makes him so good, man. He just refuses to lose. Uh, you guys are both Chicago area guys. Yep. Were, were you aware of him much when he signed, and have you had uh, been able to connect a little bit, a bond a little with him because of that background, both from the same general area? Yeah, for sure. A little bit, man. Uh, he's more like close with my brother just because they're in the same class. Sure. But, you know, I, I definitely knew about him when I was coming up in uh, high school. And, you know, I was excited about him when, when he did commit here. So, you know, we, we do got that little connection. A little, little so, connection for sure. Uh-huh. And, um, so t- take me through you, you, the Wednesday seven-on-sevens. Is that throughout the season or is that in mm-hmm. camp? And and he was he was uh, finding some spots where you guys yeah. weren't? Yeah, so so Wednesday's our, our big third down day. And so, you know, we have a lot of, you know, seven-on-seven on seven on uh on Wednesday just because, you know, obviously that's a throwdown. So, you know, it's it's more seven-on-seven periods than we usually get. Uh, and I just remember, like, a, it was a good couple Wednesdays where he probably went, like, 14 for 14 
in like three seven on seven periods yeah. and it's like ridiculous like this kid's not missing a throw he's rolling out throwing opposite just making just just silly throws <laughs> just like stuff that he's just he's just playing out there so I was like okay like what what is going on like what is like who is this kid like who gave him a Patrick Mahomes power up like I don't know what was going on but yeah he, he he's special bro yeah I remember Coney I think last year even mentioned it at yeah, one point he tweeted like, it man this dude <laughs> is going to be able to play so mm-hmm. and and sometimes the scout team um, so the scout team, for those that don't know, the scout team are guys who eventually hopefully play, mm-hmm. mostly younger guys, but they want to give uh, the, the, the other teams look. So mm-hmm. let's say you're playing Purdue, for example, then all week they kind of have to be Purdue, right, right. And, and show the look. So mm-hmm. in some cases, I suppose you don't want the scout team to carve up a defense. Honestly, it made us better, bro, for did real. It? Yeah. it really did make us better, man. We had to be on our toes every single every single day when we were going up against him, man. He, he really did uh, make our defense better last year, uh, you know, just keeping us, keeping us working, man, throughout the week. You know, honestly, sometimes – Scout team look would be better than what we saw on Saturday. Sure. Not gonna lie. So yeah, uh, it, it was it was it was definitely making us better for yeah, sure. Yeah. What was they say? Iron sharpens iron. So yeah. going against uh, high level stuff works. That's 100%. for sure. Well, you and your family are gonna have fun next week, then, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, let, let's end it on that. Uh, you guys enjoy it. Uh, let's go get a win out in New York City in the Big Apple uh, and sir. enjoy it. soak it all in, man. Yes, sir. I will, man. I'm Appreciate excited you're coming back next year too. Yes, sir, man. That's great. <laughs> all right, there he is, Tyler Newbin. It's episode. 50, the Go Gopher Podcast. My thanks to Gopher Great Safety Tyler Newbin, who was our guest this week on the Go Gopher Podcast, special edition number 50. What an impressive person and player. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Go Gopher Podcast as much as I enjoyed hosting it this week. The Go Gopher Podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. They have a top-ranked mobile app, and they sponsor our player profile as they did today with Tyler Newman. We're also brought to you by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past Go Gopher podcast, and please be sure right now to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast by clicking that subscribe button. It's absolutely free to subscribe and free to listen. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Thank you for listening all year long. We'll talk again next week.